Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Zach, I might have met the wealthiest elderly woman on the face of the planet earlier today, and I've never heard of her before, and I'm not sure you would have either. Should I have? Well, normally when they're really wealthy people, you know, you've heard of them, maybe they've been on a rich list, maybe they're just seen flaunting their yacht around the place. Who was the last person you saw flaunting a yacht? Richard Branson has done it every now and then. Right. Richard so not Br- in person. Not in, I haven't in person. So pers- you're not walking no. to work. <laughs> no. And Richard's like, sucker! <laughs> I'm on a yacht! Well, there's very few uh, waterways between me and work, so yep. it would be difficult for me to see Branson on the yacht. Just the way you said flaunt. Yes, right. Well, made you... me question. Well, the point is, this woman today, I'd say, was flaunting her wealth. Yep. There was something this elderly woman did in the bank where I was standing behind her today that made it very clear to everyone around that she's done okay. She's done pretty well with herself, and uh, and she's got more wealth than I think you and I will ever could ever dream of, of having. Right. Across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We're acting on behalf of everyone who said, ah, man, it's way too early for the shops to be putting up Christmas decorations. For anyone who ever said, what, you're playing Christmas carols already? Mm. If you have ever said those things in your life, you're in luck because Dom is about to take the punishment for... The whole of the Christmas community. You see, Dom has been talking about Christmas way too much on this show. Way too early in the year, the Mm. International Christmas Council have been in touch. They gave Dom a Christmas quota. He couldn't talk about it for more than three times Mm. until December. He used those up so quickly. There is now a punishment. We heard last night that you would have to be overdose on Christmas. Oh, can I just say, for a Christmas-related story, which is meant to be full of so much joy, goodwill, and good spirits... There's a lot of technicalities involved here. Yeah. I'm not happy how many loopholes, how much red tape. I mean, I do love red tape when it yep. comes to Christmas, but a different sort of red tape. It's a Christmas bureaucracy. And I really don't like Christmas it. The International Christmas Council, but I they did like get it. in touch last night. They said you had breached the Christmas quota. Mm. They said that you would have to perform a Christmas carol at a location of their choice. Yes. In an outfit of their choice. Mm. At a time of their choice. Yeah. And I think, did I say song of their choice? I think you might have. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> they've got in contact today. Well, surely they would know, not you, wouldn't they? They've sent three extra envelopes, Dom. Mm. The envelopes are titled Location, Song, okay. and Outfit. Your fate is about to be revealed. How okay. are you feeling? Well, I'm a little bit apprehensive for a few reasons. Firstly, I don't like that I am being put up there as the face of all premature Christmas celebrators. Yeah. I don't think it's fair necessarily that I take the blame on behalf of everyone else who gets into Christmas early because I'm not the only one. Yeah, but you are but, the figurehead. You're the one that we make an example of. So you're telling me that I'm essentially like the Jesus of Christmas. Um, I don't see how you make that connection. Because he Also, of... Jesus is quite closely linked to Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. I need to fresh up on my biblical knowledge, evidently. Um, I, can I just ask, yeah. once I complete this challenge, am I completely clear? I can talk Christmas as much as I want. The punishment's lifted. No, well, you won't want to because it, the Christmas council has said it's like when you catch a teenager smoking and yes. the parent might say, well, now you have to smoke the whole pack. Yep. Knowing that by the end of the pack, they'll never want to have a cigarette again. Mm. By the end of this Christmas experience, you're going to be so over Christmas. Yep. You're going to be Christmassed out. Very unlikely, but give me the envelopes. First envelope is titled location. Where uh, will you have to sing this Christmas carol? Let's see what they've decided. What do you got there? Probably should have played the drum roll once I had it figured out. The location is 
Oh gosh. Oh no. What's the location? I don't want to do this. It's the radio station office during office hours. Right. We don't know anyone at this radio station, <laughs> no, do we? Because we work at nights when it's empty. No one knows who I am. It's not like they're going to be like, there's the guy from the radio show and doing something funny. Also, let's be honest. You quite often mm. try to impress the young single ladies who That's work here. That's not true. You've done it more than once. It's maybe a few times, but it's, it's not a trend. All right, give me the second envelope. Okay, the second envelope is titled Song. Right. What song is Dom going to be singing in the office? Well, at least I hope it's one of the good ones. Do we have a drum roll? Well, I'm just going to open it first this time so I can get it out ready. And the song is... Oh, no! What is it? The worst Christmas song. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. I'm not... Give us a bit of a... No, I'm all Just not. a bit of, you know, just a verse to get, catch us up on <laughs> it. Obviously, Felice Navidad made famous from the Wiggles Christmas album, largely. I think that's the most well-known cover of that song. Um, and so I want to wish you a Merry Christmas in Spanish, I believe. I think... I think it is. Yep. All right. Our third envelope is Outfit. So, oh, so far, we gosh. have Dom singing Felice Navidad yep. in the radio station office. Mm. Now we have the last envelope, Outfit. Uh, okay. It says outfit, see package. Oh, wait, hang on. It did come with a package. I'll pass oh, this my over. Gosh, what's in the box? Oh, Passing my over the package, Dom's about to open it. <laughs> what's in this box, Dom? <laughs> Describe what you see. What is this? <laughs> Explain okay. it. From what I can see, this is a Christmas suit. <laughs> and I don't mean suit like Santa suit. I mean like a person going to a nine to five job in the Hold city. It it's a dinner suit. <laughs> it's a dinner suit. Made out of an ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's bright red. Mm. It has Santa and his reindeer on it, snowflakes. It's got some mistletoe. It is, uh, it's a loud suit. Yep. It's fair to say. Oh, it comes with pants as well, does it? And a tie. <laughs> well, you're not, the tie is the exact same color as the yes, suit. Yes, it wear- matches. As if you don't love that. You love that. Do I get to keep this? Uh, we'll talk about that later. What I... I would like you to do is we do need to check if it fits. So let's go to a song here to give you some chance to <laughs> yep. change. Okay. I would like you to put on the Christmas suit. Also, yep. I think we might be able to stream it on Instagram. If okay. you search for Collective Noun. Dom, get into the Christmas suit. <laughs> yep. And we're going to do maybe a little bit of a test of Felice Navidad up next. Right. Across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Dom's punishment for talking about Christmas too much on this show is a Christmas overdose, a Christmas purge. He has to sing a Christmas carol in the work office uh, wearing his brand new Christmas suit. Now, we want to debut the suit right now. So on our Instagram page, Mm. we are live and Dom's about to see if this suit we found actually fits him. It's kind of like, you know, those ugly Christmas sweaters? Yes. It's one of those, uh, but in suit form. Someone decided to turn it into formal wear, which is an interesting call. It is bright red. It has snowflakes on it. It has Christmas trees on it, Santa and his... His reindeer on it. I'm not sure if many Armani suits have Santa and his reindeer on them. If Rudolph vomited, that would be the design. <laughs> That's the type of suit it is. And you told me this suit wasn't cheap either. No. Which... <laughs> and we're talking 100 plus. <laughs> yes. This is, a, this is almost a tailored suit at this stage. Let's get it on. The pants fit. The pants fit Let's actually get that jacket remarkably on. well. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear, broadcast live on the radio, the birth of the Christmas man, yeah. a Christmas miracle. Uh-huh. Dom Fay becomes who he was always meant to be. This is an origin story of a Christmas-related hero. <laughs> All right. Let me try on the jacket, see if it fits. Oh, he pulls it over his shoulder, <laughs> and wow, a hero is born. <laughs> Do you know what? In all honesty, it feels pretty good. I feel like, um, you know how they say a good suit can make a man feel like yep. a, a million dollars? Yep. That's how I feel right I'm now. I'm looking on our Instagram right now where you can go. We are live. Loretta mm. says it's 2018 fashion. Thanks, Loretta. I think you're making a bit of a statement there, Dom. Yeah. Um, Jamie says um, that that could be your new dating profile picture. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, for all the women, uh, single women who are watching this on Instagram, just let me know if you would swipe left or swipe right to, uh, to watch your current scene. <laughs> I, <laughs> Dom's just caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror. Uh, yeah, look, I have, um, this, uh, this is, this could be called a low light of my life. <laughs> it's fair to say it's, uh, look, it's rare that you put a novelty suit on and you're going to make me put this on and sing the worst Christmas carol of them all. Felice well, Navidad later to the this office. week, Dom will be wearing this suit. He will be in an office full of... People he's usually trying to impress, and he'll be singing Feliz Navidad. It's the overdose of Christmas, trying to get Christmas out of Dom's system. Uh, We're going to do a bit of a dry run, a warm-up on the radio now. So you've got the suit on. I do. Let's do a bit of a run-through of the song and see how much of the lyrics you know. Okay. And we should clarify, by the way, when we do this later in the week, because we work at nights, we don't know the people in the office during the day. No. They'll just think there's some strange person. They already (laughs) probably don't like us. (laughs) They they are not wrong. (laughs) I've been getting those vibes. Okay. Let's do a run through. Come on, Dom, sing it. Feliz Navidad. Come on, put some gusto into it. Feliz Navidad. Oh, oh it's in Spanish. I don't yeah, know. you're going to have to learn. I'm going to have to learn Spanish. Feliz Navidad. It's really just repetitive. Come on. Feliz Navidad. Put some Christmas spirit into it. Feliz Navidad. When we do this later this week, we won't have a backing track. Bring it home. No way, we will have a backing track. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, he's good at the English. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Can you imagine this disrupting your workday? Wish you a Merry Christmas. It's still going. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Okay. Feliz Navidad. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christmas man, Feliz John Faye, Navidad. singing Feliz Navidad in his Christmas suit, warming up for his special office performance later this week. It is the Christmas purge, yes. the Christmas overdose, trying to get Christmas out of Dom's system. Can I just say, if any women were on the fence before about swapping left or right to me in the Christmas suit, yep. I reckon my rendition of Feliz Navidad, which the people of Instagram would have probably just heard acoustic without the backing music... <laughs> <laughs> Which it would have to get you over the line. I'm certain of it. Now, can I just ask for a clarification on the dating thing? Because yes. um, I've been married for a while, so yep. I'm not aware. Is left bad? Left is bad. Right. All right, getting a few of those comments. <laughs> <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Turn a song into a segment. We don't feel like the sh- songs do enough work on the radio, Dom. No. That's why we feel like we can take a song that's out at the moment. Yep. We can change a few words and turn a song 
into a radio segment. And uh, tonight, Zach, we have gone with one of the freshest songs in the world. What have we got? This is less than a week old. Keith Urban's new one, Female. Female. <sighs> what does that get changed to? With a brief tweak. Uh, tweak? What's the word I'm after there? Tweak. Tweak. With a brief tweak, we've got this. Email. Female to email. On 131060. Yep. We want to know, what was your first email address? It's kind of like a register. Just let us know, because obviously no one's first email address yep. was very clever. It was very professional. We all wanted to be funny, and none of us were. Looking back on it now, it can be embarrassing, but I feel like if we all share them together, yeah. we can, you know, um, put with, away the embarrassment. With some beautiful Keith Urban sounds underneath us sharing these email addresses, I think it will help us clean it. My first email address, it was like, Ken underscore you underscore believe underscore I underscore got underscore such underscore a underscore long underscore email <laughs> underscore yes. address. The problem was I forgot what it was because <laughs> it was so long so I could never log into it. I also imagine if you ever wrote that down on a resume that would go over two lines. Yeah it was a long yeah. one. Yeah. My friend had um underscore something. Oh, that's not bad. And then when you were handing it out, though, mm. everyone thought that he was being a smartass. And they're like, oh, look, if you don't want to give me your email, <laughs> just tell me. And well, he's like, no, that's really what it is. Uh, those, are, those are now cleared, Zach. You've now put them into the open. For me, it was um, from the, anyone who watched the mid-2000s sketch comedy show Skit House might remember Bubble Rat Man. Uh, it was a minor character they had on there. I went with Bubble Rat Man underscore one at mm. hotmail.com. Was my first ever email address. Was there was Bubble Rat Man already taken? <laughs> it was. was it? As was Bubble Rat Man one. I had to try a number of different combinations before I stumbled on the one that worked for me. Right. And where's Bubble Rat Man these days? I'm not entirely sure. To be honest, I probably invested more into that email address than the creators of the character ever cared about their character. Thirteen ten sixty. Mm. What was your first email address? By sharing it on the radio. Yes. You can put away your embarrassment and move on with your life. Gemma in Melbourne. What was the email, Gemma? It was Roxy underscore chick 91. So, yep. Yep. yeah, back when all, like, surf brands were the rage, that yes. was, like, yep. And <laughs> did you get permission now. from Roxy to have that in your email address, <laughs> yeah, Gemma? sponsored. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It was the earliest days of Instagram ambassadorship. Yeah, they that's right. They put it on their email. Sponsored post. Uh, Alex in Newcastle. Alex, what was your first email address? <laughs> Uh, mine was Alex underscore loves underscore Aussie, and I made it in year five. It was like my first boyfriend, and I actually still use it to this day. Right, and oh. do you know where Aussie is? Uh, no, I actually don't. Right, no. so it's not true anymore, Alex. <laughs> Your email no, is a lie. <laughs> no. See, I initially thought that might have been a patriotic one. Oh. Alex loves Aussie, do you yeah. know what I mean? But, like the um, country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, I guess uh, I guess Aussie the ro- the boyfriend works as well. We have Amber in Melbourne. Amber, what was your first email? Um, it was Michael Clifford is sexy at gmail dot com. <laughs> and uh, was Michael Clifford a early crush? He he definitely was. Right now, I've got to ask Amber. Did Michael Clifford was Michael Clifford aware of your email address? I hope not. Okay. Well, somewhere in the country, perhaps someone who knows Michael Clifford right now yep. is getting in touch. And if you still, do you still have access to that account, Amber? I do. I actually use it all the time. Oh. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Don't Just, waste a good no. email address. Of course not. That takes, you know, five to six minutes to set up. <laughs> the, the, 
the trouble is the longer you have them, the yes. harder it is to get rid of because yes. you've given that email to so many people. Oh, 100%. So I guess Michael Clifford will remain sexy for as long as Amber's using emails. Amy in Maryborough, what was your first email address, Amy? It was amy underscore is underscore crazy at hotmail.com. <laughs> okay. How old were you when you made that one? My sister made it for me when I was 12. Right. Okay, right. And Amy, how do you feel now about being described as crazy? Not good. I no. got a job off it, though. Oh, yeah, there you oh, go. Okay. <laughs> what was the job? KFC. Right. Okay, well. Or it might be Crazy Clarks. Yeah. <laughs> right up there, Ali. <laughs> Helen in Gosford. What was your first email address, Helen? Uh, it was Helen underscore Melon underscore Love Life October. <laughs> 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 Love Life October? <laughs> yeah, Helen. I'm born I mean, in October. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to guess, did you try numerous different iterations of that email address and they were all taken? No, that was literally my first idea. Right. Oh, okay, <laughs> I think you could have tried a shorter one. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, when you think about people breaking and entering, mm. you think about stolen jewels. Yes. You might think about a stolen car. Yep. What you don't think would be stolen <laughs> is a piece of ham. And yet, that's where we find ourselves. <laughs> well, you, look, you, you often wouldn't uh, associate ham with the most expensive goods in a person's home. However, one of the more delicious fine meats. That's what's happened overseas. A man has found himself in jail <laughs> after breaking and entering into a house, mm. and he made off with a piece of ham. Look, Like, you, ham is in, like, ham you have on your sandwich, now, too. Can we classify how much ham he took? Was uh, this a like, handful. A handful. A handful of See, ham. A part of me wondered if he was if like from the deli, you know, the big like football sized hams. No. If he'd taken one of them. No, he's apparently just a few... he breaks in, yep. looks around, can't find anything to steal. Sure. Sees the hand yep. and he's like, Well, I've already broken in. Yeah. <laughs> I may as well take something. <laughs> something for the road. Get the ham. Do you think ham mm. is covered on the insurance? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I'm just thinking like if he's sitting around the prison and everyone's asking, what are you in for? Yeah. You really wouldn't want to be the guy who's in for ham theft. <laughs> it's not cool. But it's, look, it's what we want to know. 13, 10, 60. How little did they steal is where we're moving with this. Our producer, Michael and I, Dom, mm. had this almost exact thing happen last week at the radio station. Yeah, yeah. You know, after you went home, yes. you know this story. <laughs> yeah. Someone kicked in the front door, literally kicked through a glass door. <laughs> yep. Michael and I are here going like, what's that noise? We go out to find a guy in the car park running away <laughs> with a bottle of creaming soda. No, well, hold on. It wasn't creaming soda. It was, I think, Coles brand raspberry right. uh, drink, which was the probably $2 cheaper than a bottle of Kirk's creaming soda. There's quite <laughs> a serious option. incident for yep. someone to get 60 cents worth of soft drink. Are we sure it wasn't the same criminal? No, this, we're not positive. <laughs> this UK theft, who's now just getting a drink to go along with his ham. The guy dropped the soft drink in the car park, and in the hours <laughs> afterwards, the police were guarding it. <laughs> And there was like four police officers. And at one stage, one of them did say, you know, we might move on because we feel like this isn't a great use of the government's money <laughs> with four police officers guarding some creaming soda. Well, it happened in my family when I was younger. We, uh, someone broke into the house and like ruffled through everything. And, you know, there was like guitars, TVs, all this sort of stuff in the house they could have taken. 
and instead they went away with some jewelry from uh, my mum's uh, chest of drawers. Yeah. However, it was like jewelry that I'd made for her at school with like beads and like um, uh, macaroni, like, that sort of stuff. Right? Yeah. They'd gone away with a handful of that, probably worth about five dollars sixty at the craft stall. Yeah. I can't imagine cash converters well, loved it when they I came wonder in. if they were just really committed to messing your family up. They just wanted <laughs> right. to cause emotional damage. <laughs> they it. took all your paintings off the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> the card I'd written my dad saying I mean, financially I we'll be fine, but <laughs> <laughs> the kids are really upset. Uh, Jackson in Geelong. Jackson, how little did they take? Well, they didn't actually take anything. I took something that was little. What did you take, Jackson? Well, uh, when I was about six years old and we were going through Target with my mum, um, I found these really cool stickers for my Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah. And um, they were... It was a Turok game, and they were going to go on perfectly, so I put them down my pants and took off of them. And did you uh, get caught, Jackson, stealing the stickers? Well, um, my mum found it a bit weird that she saw these stickers on the Tenor 64 out of nowhere, and um, she decided to get her brother to call up the house and pretend that they were the police. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. So... The so next thing I'm freaking out, then the cops are on the phone, and before I even got on the phone with them, I'm out, I'm out at the Nintendo ripping the stickers off. Like I had nothing to do with it. And He's just, burning the evidence. He's yeah. on the run now. You'll never catch me alive. Uh, Mel is in Sydney. Mel, how little did they steal? Uh, well, I actually got to work one time, and I was starting a new job, mm. and um, everything was misplaced everywhere from... Um, the Apple computer, there was thousands of dollars of products and equipment. Then they took my reading glasses. Oh, so they've left all of the technical stuff there, all the stuff that you'd think you could easily maybe take to a cash converter, and they've yep. just taken your prescription glasses. Pretty much. I had laser machines because I did beauty therapy, and they must have only needed some reading glasses. Well, that just feels vindictive. Yeah, they just wanted to annoy you (laughs) for the next day. It just feels like it. I mean, Mel, did you you have to replace the glasses? Did you get insurance? What what was the case of the glasses? Well, um, because I had a deal two for one, so I just pretty much just didn't do anything about it and just kept my... Second pair. Yeah, use the other pair. I mean, you got off okay, Mel, but it's actually not a bad idea if you're going to rob a place to take the glasses because (laughs) the people the next day have to file a report. (laughs) That's true. And if they can't see the paper that they're filling out, you might get away with it. (laughs) Alex uh, in Melbourne on 131060. How small was the robbery, Alex? How are you, boys? Come on, Alex. So, um, actually, it wasn't me. It was one of my friends. Yep. He um, actually got his house broken into and they stole the toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a particularly nice toilet seat? (laughs) It was just your stock standard plastic toilet seat and they just pulled it off and took it. Are those worth something anywhere? Is I, there a market for toilet seats? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe uh, maybe you go to Bunnings and the toilet seat you need is sold out. <laughs> and if you're really desperate, maybe that's what you do. And you go door to door. Yeah. And, you, you know, you break in, you're going through the jewels, and then you're like, actually, I've been looking for that one. That's what I needed. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Nouns Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight. Donald Trump is angry about uni exams. And they want to make it really tough. It's a terrible thing. 
They work really hard to make it difficult. Also, Taylor Swift can't believe how many Australian politicians are dual citizens. There's just, there's one there, there's one there. It's like, oh, you're ev- they're everywhere. And Pauline Hanson is annoyed about the change to the Nutella recipe. I am mad. I'm absolutely seething over this. And I hope that future generations don't look back on this and say, why didn't you do something about it? This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Turn a song into a segment. We don't feel like the sh- songs do enough work on the radio, Dom. No. That's why we feel like we can take a song that's out at the moment, Yep. we can change a few words and turn a song into a radio segment. And uh, tonight, Zach, we have gone with one of the freshest songs in the world. What have we got? This is less than a week old. Keith Urban's new one, Female. Female. What does that get changed to? With a brief tweak. Uh, tweak? What's the word I'm after there? Tweak. Tweak. With a brief tweak, we've got this. Email. Female to email. On 131060. Yep. We want to know, what was your first email address? It's kind of like a register. Just let us know, because obviously no one's first email address yep. was very clever. It was very professional. We all wanted to be funny, and none of us were. Looking back on it now, it can be embarrassing, but I feel like if we all share them together, yeah. we can, you know, um, put we're, away the embarrassment. With some beautiful Keith Urban sounds underneath us sharing these email addresses, I think it will help us clean it. My first email address, it was like, Ken underscore you underscore believe underscore I underscore got underscore such underscore a underscore long underscore email (laughs) underscore address. The problem was I forgot what it was (laughs) because it was so long so I could never log into it. I also imagine if you ever wrote that down on a resume that would go over two lines. Yeah it was a long one. Yeah. My friend had um underscore something. Oh, that's not bad. And then when you were handing it out, though, mm. everyone thought that he was being a smartass. And they're like, oh, look, if you don't want to give me your email, <laughs> just tell me. And well, he's like, no, that's really what it is. Uh, those are those are now cleared, Zach. You've now put them into the open. For me, it was um, from the, anyone who watched the mid-2000s sketch comedy show Skit House might remember Bubble Rap Man. Uh, it was a minor character they had on there. I went with Bubble Rap Man underscore one at mm. hotmail.com. Was my first email address. Was there was Bubble Rap Man already taken? <laughs> it was. was it? As was Bubble Rap Man one. I had to try a number of different combinations before I stumbled on the one that worked for me. Right. And where's Bubble Rap Man these days? I'm not entirely sure. To be honest, I probably invested more into that email address than the creators of the character ever cared about their character. Thirteen ten sixty. Mm. What was your first email address? By sharing it on the radio. Yes. You can put away your embarrassment and move on with your life. Gemma in Melbourne. What was the email, Gemma? It was Roxy underscore chick 91. So, yeah, back when all, like, surf brands were the rage, that was, like, yep. And did you get permission from Roxy to have that in your email address, (laughs) Gemma? Yeah, sponsored. Yeah, (laughs) of course. It was the earliest days of Instagram ambassadorship. Yeah, that's right. They would put it on their email. Sponsored post. Uh, Alex in Newcastle. Alex, what was your first email address? Uh, Mine was Alex underscore loves underscore Aussie, and I made it in year five. It was like my first boyfriend, and I actually still use it to this day. Right, and do you know where Aussie is? Uh, No, I actually don't. Right, so it's not true anymore, Alex. (laughs) Your email (laughs) is a lie. (laughs) See, I initially thought that might have been a patriotic one. Alex loves Aussie, do you know what I mean? Like the um, country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I guess uh, I guess Aussie, the, ro- the boyfriend, works as well. We have Amber in Melbourne. Amber, what was your first email? 
Um, it was Michael Clifford is sexy at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, was Michael Clifford an early crush? He, he definitely was. Right. Now, I've got to ask, Emma, did Michael Clifford, was Michael Clifford aware of your email address? I hope not. Okay. Well, somewhere in the country, perhaps someone who knows Michael Clifford right now yep. is getting in touch. And if you still, do you still have access to that account, Amber? I do. I actually use it all the time. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Don't Just, waste a good no, email address. Of course not. That takes, you know, five to six minutes to set up. The, the, the trouble is the longer you have them, the yes. harder it is to get rid of because yes. you've given that email to so many people. Oh, 100%. So I guess Michael Clifford will remain sexy for as long as Amber's using emails. Amy in Maryborough, what was your first email address, Amy? It was amy underscore is underscore crazy at hotmail.com. Okay. How old were you when you made that one? My sister made it for me when I was 12. Right. Okay, right. And Amy, how do you feel now about being described as crazy? Not good. I no. got a job off it, though. Oh, yeah, there you oh, go. Okay. What was the job? KFC. Right. Okay, well. Or it might be Crazy Clarks. Yeah. <laughs> right up there, Ali. <laughs> Helen in Gosford. What was your first email address, Helen? Uh, it was Helen underscore Melon underscore Love Life October. <laughs> <laughs> Love Life October. <laughs> yeah, Helen. I'm not in October. Okay. So I'm going to guess, did you try numerous different iterations of that email address and they were all taken? No, that was literally my first idea. Right. Oh, okay, Helen. I think you could have tried a shorter one. <laughs> Across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, uh, I might have seen the wealthiest pensioner on the face of the planet earlier today at the bank. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Well, what, a, what a headline. Well, I'm just saying it's rare that you would come across someone with such extreme Did wealth. anyone else in the country see a wealthy pensioner today? I, I, how often do you encounter wealthy pensioners? Um, it's not a category <laughs> that I usually go after. Well, let me explain what happened. So I was going to, and I don't know if you've done this before, but I was doing the fun thing when you cash in your coins at the bank and you put them in the coin counting machine. Have you done that before? You Cash in your coins. Are you sure you're not, not the pensioner? <laughs> what a twist in the story that would be. No, no yes. So yeah. how many coins do you have? I had about $150 worth of coins. Why? Just because I collect coins. I don't collect coins. When you, you pay for something in cash, you get coins, you put them in a little piggy bank, and then you take them to the bank when you've got a lot of coins. You've never done that. Yeah, well, I did when I was eight. <laughs> okay, so what do you do with your coins Spend now? Spend them. No, I take them all to the bank. So... It's like a little coin counting machine. You pour it in and it counts it all automatically. What a fun morning. <laughs> hey, Dom at the bank using the coin counting machine. <laughs> well, that was the... Do you go get a nice, a nice comfortable hat afterwards? <laughs> Maybe some sturdy pants? <laughs> I don't... I, I, I will admit... You're the type of person that goes and gets shoes and you say, I want them to be stylish and comfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. Look... <laughs> I will admit, every time I've been to the coin counting machine, there's only been elderly people there. <laughs> so this wasn't out of the ordinary today. To I see can count way. my coins myself. <laughs> well, it's not... I don't need a machine. <laughs> the idea is the machine counts it and deposits the amount straight into your bank account. Cool. So it's quite convenient. So I was standing there with my coins in my <laughs> Ziploc bags today <laughs> at the bank. And there was an elderly woman in front of me yeah. um, who was using the coin counting machine. Now, I stood there for a good 25 minutes mm. as she, almost Houdini-like, 
produced bag after bag of coins. I don't know where she was getting the, the bags from. Yeah. About 10 times I thought, well, that has to be her last bag. And then somehow she'd like, I don't know, pull one out of her hair or something. She just yeah. had bags everywhere of coins, mm. right? She was pouring them in. And uh, she was quite nicely dressed, this elderly woman. She's pouring the coins into the, the coin counter. <laughs> and so 25 minutes later, she steps away to go get the help of a bank teller. And I can't help but look over and see what the total amount of coins she just has is that she's put in. Twelve and a half thousand dollars of coins. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of coins. That's, that's, I mean, how do you even get that many coins? You'd have to be collecting since like the 70s. Yeah. Or, I don't know. You know more about it. Maybe. Is like, that a long time of collecting coins? Oh, well, Zach, so my $150 today is probably about three years of coins. Yeah. Right? So you do the math. Yeah. Because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was going through all the, like, all the possibilities. Did she rob a bank? You know, well, no one robs a bank and says, no, I don't want notes. <laughs> Give also, me those very, cumbersome coins. <laughs> very rarely would you rob a bank and take the winnings of the robbery back to yep. a bank. To uh, maybe she has won a lot of pokies. Well, that's possible. Over the years. Who else? I mean, pirates. Yeah, she could have found treasure. <laughs> she found that's up there as well that's, as an option. That's very possible. But I just, I, I think to have that sort of wealth in coins yep. uh, is, is one of my life goals now. To be honest, next time I go, forget $150. $12,000 is a lot of coins, but yeah. you've been telling me literally all night yeah. <laughs> about the wealthy person you saw in the bank. And I was expecting like, you know, you saw a deposit slip for a million dollars or, you know, something crazy. <laughs> Well, I thought twelve and a half thousand. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of coins. Can I'm not saying imagine? that, but, uh, but I don't think that's a wealthy we, we pensioner. To, we're talking. Like, if, if that is her life savings, that's not a wealthy well, pensioner. It's probably not her life savings. It's coins. Can I just let's put this in perspective? The highest value coin is two dollars. Hmm. That would mean, at the very least, there'd have to be like six thousand coins there. Yeah, that's correct. It's a lot of coins. Did you need a machine to figure out that? <laughs> I really thought you'd be more interested yeah. by the quantity of coins. 6,000 coins is a lot of coins. And guys, if you want to continue this, Dom has a coin chat podcast <laughs> where he actually gets elderly people on and he guesses how many coins they have. Well, that is an outstanding game that we're definitely doing tomorrow night. How many coins in oh, your car? People can drop them on the table mm. and we got to guess the value. <laughs> That's not a bad Can Dom be the human coin machine? Okay, well, if you hear that on the show tomorrow night, you know we're really running dry <laughs> on ideas. <laughs> that is what we've got time for. If you want to hear the full show back, search for Collective Noun on iTunes. You can get it there, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 11. Bye. Oh, yeah. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.